Hi, everyone, and welcome to today's Fast 15, a short segment where we spend a few minutes talking about a single topic of interest. Today, I have Andrea Castillo. She's our Security and Risk Practice Director here at Crossviews, alongside Anderson Ferniehow, who is a technical consultant here, and he also has a master's in cybersecurity. So they're going to talk to us today about what it means to be a cyber aware organization and how um, companies can build their resilience and manage risk in real time. So um, welcome, you guys. Thanks, Bridget. Thanks. So I'll just dive right into the first question. Uh, what are the biggest barriers to entry to forming a successful cyber aware organization? Yeah, that's a great question. Really, there's three three points that kind of all trickle into each other. So the first is really managing the beast that is cybersecurity. You know, we've seen such a huge demand for uh, cybersecurity in the past couple couple years. Um, really, it's important to kind of wrap your head around it and see what your organization needs because no organization is the same, right? You, you know, what works for one organization might not work for another. And to you know trickle in, you know, that's really a people, process, and workflow kind of problem. You have to figure out, you know, how to enable your IT staff to become cyberware, you know, cyber successful, and also, you know, what tools they need, what processes they need, what workflows they need to make that happen, and that. That can be decided by giving IT people a seat at the table and really just listening to them, understanding what they need, what they need to be successful, and and that will help you uh, protect your organization better. Absolutely. And Andrew, I'd like to hear your perspective on what you think the cybersecurity landscape looks like post-pandemic. Yeah, no, that's that's um, definitely a huge change that we've seen in just a year. So just like we've all seen a change in our lives overnight, um, working from home, you know, almost and doing more online, more leisure activities, uh, more online shopping. There's been a need for businesses to respond. And so they're increasing their digital business activities at a really unprecedented rate. And with that comes a rise in risk. And cyber criminals are well aware of that. So they're, they know that risks, you know, haven't really been assessed or managed um, and we've moved really quickly. And so the FBI, for example, is reporting a 400% increase in, in attacks. And these are really across phishing, malware, ransomware um, type attacks. Um, the attackers are really after data. They want organizations to um, to pay them not to expose data in cases as well. That would be ransomware, and they have succeeded on an unprecedented scale. Last year, they we saw 36 billion records exposed, and and um, on average, it's taking 197 days to find these breaches. So they're they're doing a good job of getting into infiltrating and and staying in networks. Um, and the average cost of these breaches, each one is 3.8 million, according to the Ponemon Institute. Uh, ransomware attacks estimated at a $20 billion industry. They really are an industry at this point. And um, yeah, so, and healthcare is under particular attack, which really makes sense because they're, they want that data. There's data on vaccines, there's data on research, and, and that's, that's definitely under attack this, this past year. Wow, those are some alarming figures for sure. Um, speaking specifically about 2021, we're, we're a couple months into the year and um, what are some of the biggest cyber threats that we've been seeing? Yeah, so like Andrea mentioned, uh, ransomware continues to be, you know, a tool that hackers like to use to, you know, uh, extort organizations. Um, and it, it, unfortunately, it's not, it's not going away. Um, it maintains, you know, a significant portion of the attacks we're seeing into 2021. 
the second is one that companies don't often think about, but is quite important. It's configuration compliance, and that's making sure that all of your your organization is properly configured to to the best practices or best standards. So you know, making sure that your servers are patched, etc. And the last one is is phishing, which you know has been around for for so long, and really it's just a great way for hackers to get a direct line to employees, to to executives, to CISOs, um, and it's a great way for them to launch their their attacks um, quite easily. Uh, so, so those three, I would say, are, are the largest going into 2021. Um, we don't know if we'll see any shifts, but that would be my 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 largest guess going going three months in and, and going to the future. Yeah, absolutely. And um, given all the risk that's obviously out there and the costs associated with that, um, how can organizations be better prepared to deal with security threats and attacks? Yeah, um, so that would kind of point to security incident response. So you really need to be ready and prepared. There's regulatory requirements that our customers have. So for example, GDPR, you must have it. You must have a really defined way of, of reporting these sort of um, you know, data breaches if they happen, and that points to a good um, process. But there's also um, real financial benefits. So if, if you're seeing attacks and seeing activity happening um, and you can kind of stop it more quickly in the life cycle, then you're going to save money. So I'd mentioned before that it's taking about, it's costing about $3.8 million on average per data breach. So so the, the, the better you handle it, the lower the cost will be for customers. So today the problem that they're experiencing in a lot of cases is there's so much noise and so much data. Uh, the typical organization has 30 plus for a mid-sized organization security tools, up to 120 potentially for a larger enterprise. So those are all generating data that needs to be understood by somebody ultimately. Um, there is the ability to automate and, and every organization I think right now is looking for SOAR capabilities, so orchestration, automation response capabilities, but nevertheless, it's a lot of data being generated. So what customers really need to do is, um, is kind of, again, just it, we're, we're saying it over and over again, but work on the, the people and process side. So bring IT and security together in a more effective way by giving them a common you know, tool set, a common workflow. So security can be working on that incident they can have a you know single pane of glass up where they're seeing you know alerts from their sim and they're seeing threat intelligence and they're seeing all sorts of good data but they can also then just create tasks for IT close a port for example and get that done more quickly in the event of you know they're under attack so so it points to a great process and Again, um, there's a new sort of MITRE attack integration on the, the ServiceNow platform that they just came out with. I'd love Anderson to kind of explain that a bit more because it's something really powerful that's going to help um, our customers. Yeah, absolutely. So the MITRE attack framework has been around in, in the cybersecurity landscape for, for quite a while, but ServiceNow has recently come out with a new integration uh, with it, which is really quite exciting for both the security analysts and also kind of the executives or management. Um, really what it's gonna allow you to do is paint, you know, a bigger picture or paint the timeline of, of what happens when a hacker enters your organization. When you see these security incidents come in, usually they're one one, and that's it. Uh, what ServiceNow and the MireTac framework will do is allow you to chain these incidents together so you can see kind of, you know, the timeline of how the hacker has progressed through your organization. Uh, this is really, quite good for the security analysts because it's going to make it a lot easier for them to find what the problem is, close the hole, um, patch the, the system, um, 
And for the executive, there's a heat map that you can look at and you can see kind of where your organization is being hit, uh, what the hotspots are, uh, and, and where you can shift your, your resources to properly and effectively defend your organization. Great. And if I'm a, a customer or an, organ, or an organization, how can Crossviews help me respond to the enhanced risks we're seeing in the new normal pandemic world? Yeah, so I, I talked a bit um, a few minutes ago about the security incident response and the capabilities you can see there to respond to attacks. But equally, if not more important than that, is let's let's kind of close the the obvious holes that you may have in your your environment. So customers are really struggling with them. Um, Anderson mentioned earlier configuration compliance, vulnerability response. Um, those processes haven't necessarily always been fully operationalized. So in, in a typical organization, we're seeing um, customers scanning their environment, which is great. Then they're generating a spreadsheet in a lot of cases that they then send over to IT via email or various ways for them to sort of remediate those vulnerabilities. But there's thousands, tens of thousands, hundreds of thousands in some cases. Um, and, and how do you kind of deal with that volume of data in a spreadsheet? So so what, what we're helping organizations do is, is um, take that you know, spreadsheet and instead send it into service now, group your vulnerabilities, do some risk-based kind of prioritization of your vulnerabilities and set up some dashboards and reporting in real time so that you can start getting more insight into um, into what you're doing, get some SLAs in place. And so start closing those easy access points. Um, by doing that, you're really going to, if you look at configuration compliance, the vulnerability together, you're closing 50% of your sort of holes in your organization that could potentially lead to attacks. Excellent. And just to wrap us up today, um, what quick tips for cybersecurity do you guys have to leave our audience with? Yeah, so if I had to think of, of my top five, um, my first would be you don't want to leave cybersecurity to the last minute. It's not something you can do overnight. Rome wasn't built in a day, uh, and certainly neither was cybersecurity. Um, the second would be, you know, be proactive, not reactive. You want to make sure that you have people and processes that are, you know, looking for these attacks and, and making sure that they're stopped before they can get to be quite large or, or too, too damaging. The third would be know your enemy. Um, hackers are out there. Security people do the best they can to, to stop these attacks. But, you know, when we find a solution, hackers usually find a way around it. Um, so, so know that they're out there and, and understand that they are a threat. And, and the fourth would be, you know, trust and listen to your security people. Um, give them, you know, the agency to, to make decisions and, and understand that they're a benefit to your organization. Uh, and, and fifth would be, you know, there's no silver bullet to cybersecurity. There's no there's no solution out there that can solve all your problems. So really, it's it's something that you have to adopt early on and grow as an organization to become, you know, a great cyber aware organization. Great, thank you. Well, that closes our session for today. Andrea and Anderson, thank you so much for being here and talking to us about how uh, organizations can improve their security posture. And if you'd like to learn more about uh, risk and security, please reach out to us at letstalk at crossviews.com.